In this episode of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals fall to the Ottawa Senators by a score of 5-2. to two. It was ultimately a game about penalties, and that's what cost the Capitals the win. Then later in the show, we'll talk about the effective power play of the Capitals. We'll talk about how it was McMichael and Snively's first game on the ice and how Darcy Camper really came up big despite the loss. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked on Capitals. Your Locked on Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. So just to get going here, it was a game tonight that uh, saw the Capitals take an early lead and ultimately they took their foot off the gas. What was this a story of for me? This was a story of an Ottawa Senators team that was very hungry, a bunch of young players wanting to prove themselves. Um, it's I think it's an Ottawa Senators team on the rise and you saw that tonight. And it's also one of the big things for me is you're noticing the lack of a physical game by the Capitals. You saw McMichael get into a fight. You saw Dowd and Hathaway mix it up there. But what you are missing is the biggest piece of the equation, and that piece is Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson is a bit of a sheriff, if you will, of the Washington Capitals, and he is the enforcer. And I will guarantee you that most of those Ottawa Senators would have not acted that way if Tom Wilson was on in the active lineup. And because uh, you want to know why? Because the next shift out there, they would have had to answer to him and his reputation precedes himself and he casts a wide shadow. And I'll guarantee you that a lot of that, that physical play, that shoving, the pushing after the pucks, the hitting Ovechkin, the, the uh, hitting into John Carlson, none of that would have happened if Tom Wilson was in the lineup. Or if it did, they would have had to answer to him. And, you know, I'm not being a proponent of violence here, but I will say that the Ottawa Senators really kind of took it to the Capitals and they didn't have a lot of guys that could answer the bell. You know, you had Nick Michael who stood up for John Carlson and hats off to him for doing that. That is part of that team tough that you really want to have out on the ice. But ultimately, there was not a lot of guys that were standing up. You saw Dowd get involved. He, you know, kind of stood his own, you know, along with Hathaway. But there's not a, the sheriff to ride in and say, hey, you want to you fight, you're going to have to answer to me. And that is kind of the things that I've been talking about on this podcast the last week is the lack of the enforcer, the tough guy on the team. You know, and a lot of people say it's not that. They're not getting the scoring, the defense. That, and of, tr- of course, that is true, touche. But they do need that tough force out there that says, you're going to have to answer to me if you're going to try to push my guys around. And I think that he serves as a deterrent 
And uh, I think that ultimately that was the big thing that was missing uh, in the game tonight. Uh, but my bright spots out there was Darcy Kemper. You know, a lot of people are going to say Darcy Kemper. I mean, they got a loss. How can you say Darcy Kemper? Uh, he did allow some juicy rebounds, but ultimately he made huge saves when it mattered. He made 39 saves on 42 shots. Not a whole lot more that we could ask for from Darcy than to go out and do what he did tonight. Um, there was a lot of, he was under pressure a lot and they were hitting him from a lot of different angles. And I think that ultimately he did what he could do to keep the Capitals in the game. You know, they started out with that, with the win was two to nothing. And then, you know, they tied it and then they took control. But what was the story? And we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show was the dumb penalties, the pushing and the shoving afterwards. And I know that kind of ties in with what I was talking about, about having a tough guy out there. But I think to a certain extent, you have to do it prudently. You don't, you know, fight everyone after the whistle, but you got to kind of pick and choose your battles. And what I think to a certain extent is that the senators were drawing the capitals down to their level of that wanting to shove and push and uh, spending a lot of time in the penalty box. Now, conversely, they spent the Ottawa senators. That is a lot of time in the penalty box as well. But um, you know, when you're not playing, uh, with all the guys out on the ice and you have one and two guys in the in the penalty box, it really shows up and you saw that evident uh, tonight. So that's some of the things going forward uh, that they're going to have to look out for. That Again, that is a young, hungry uh, Senators team that's going to be one to look out for, I really think, because what they showed tonight is they have a lot of toughness, they have a lot of sharpshooters, and uh, they got a lot of guys that bring a lot of intangibles to the game. So that is going to be a team to look out for this season. And I know the record doesn't really show that they're knocking it out of the park, but it is just the beginning of the season anyway. But to me, that is a team to look out for. That is a team whose chickens have finally come home to roost. A few years ago, they saw that they didn't have, you know, a winning formula out on the ice. So they traded away a bunch of their players for future draft picks and, and uh, some uh, uh, certain veterans that they plugged in there. And you're really starting to see that come to fruition and uh, I think that uh, that's what you're seeing. You're starting to see the rise of the Ottawa Senators. And I do think they will be a team to be reckoned with for years to come here. So that is the biggest thing that the Capitals, you know, were down on tonight was spending too much time in the penalty box and ultimately taking their eye off the prize, take, getting their eyes off the puck. Um, because if they could have applied that same pressure that they had in the first period that they did in the second and third period, I think they would have picked up a win. But ultimately what happened is that, you know, I think the Capitals played really well in the first and then the Senators, you know, in between intermission, they kind of refocused and they came out on fire. They were hitting on all cylinders. You saw that also in the third period and uh, the Caps had a chance to tie it up, you know, and, and uh, win this game. Ultimately, you know, there was that empty netter, which kind of, you know, was the, the dagger that really put it in at the end there. But I think the Capitals you know, could have come away from this if they would have just kind of clamped down and got back to basics out there and not got uh, too carried away. All right, so after the break here, we will talk a little bit more in depth about the penalties and what cost the Capitals this game. Um, you know, again, I think that it would have been possible for them to pick it up, but they're going to have to work on some of those things. What are those? We'll talk about them next. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football. And to start the basketball season, find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. With live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there, the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. And guys, if you don't know a lot about um, betting, and if you don't know a lot about over-under, go to bet online and be in the know when it comes to these things. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game across the NHL with analysis from our local experts. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So in this next segment, we will talk about the costly effects of the, the penalties and, and, you know, the cap spending too much time in the penalty box. Uh, this was a story in Washington hockey. Now Washington had the upper hand in the first period, dominating in shots and controlling the play in the offensive zone. However, things started to unravel as the capitals took four penalties with TJ Oshie taking two in a span of under two minutes in the second Ottawa capitalized on those power play chances, scoring on back-to-back man advantages to tie the game. That's what I'm talking about. you got to play a little bit smarter. TJ Oshie has been playing in this league a long time. He knows better than that. Those are the things that set you back. Those penalties deflated Washington, who seemed to lose their footing after going without five-on-five ice for a long time. So the Senators completely tilted the ice in their favor, piling on the shots on Darcy Kemper, while also keeping the Capitals out of their own zone. Washington was outplayed plain and simple, and ultimately it was poor defense that led to the eventual loss. Ottawa's youth also shined and played physical, and the Capitals, without several key pieces, couldn't keep up. I talked about those in the in the first half. What are we talking about? You're talking about the missing of Kuznetsov and Connor Brown. Kuznetsov is that top-line center that the Caps have had out there for a long time. What did they go in favor of? Lars Eller, and then you had two kind of unproven players, you know, to a certain extent. You had Connor McMichael and Joe Snively out there. So you're starting to sprinkle in a little bit more of inexperience, if you will, and I think a little bit of lack of chemistry. I don't think that Lars Eller, uh, I mean, other than this circumstance, would be a top-line center anywhere in the NHL. But I think, you know, listening to the presser uh, with um, Peter Laviolette, what he said is they went with Lars Eller as the top-line center because who else were you going to put in there? If you take a look down the list, you're dealing with more inexperienced centers. So ultimately... That is why they went uh, with Lars Eller out there. Um, Some other good things uh, to take a look at here uh, was Mantha, Shiri, Johansson, stay hot. The power play out there. So, I mean, with every bad news, there is some good news out there. And I don't want to just talk about the negativity. I want to talk about some of the things that the Capitals did right. On the bright side for the Capitals, a few of their pieces have stayed red hot. And the power play found success as well. 
on an early five on three chance. TJ Oshie struck for his second of the season on a nice pass from Marcus Johansson. Oshie has uh, four points in five games to open the campaign, while Johansson now has four points in as many games. John Carlson got his second assist of the season. Shortly after, Anthony Mantha struck on a laser of a one-timer, making it two to nothing on a, a two to nothing game on a nice feed from Dmitry Orlov. It marked Mantha's team-leading third goal of the season, and he also led the club with four shots against the Senators. Connor Sheary also stayed hot, picking up his fourth point of the season and extending his point streak to three. That is why the Caps got Anthony Mantha for that goal-scoring touch that he's had. Uh, at times with this team, but there's been times he's a very hot and cold player. Sometimes he scores a lot of goals. Sometimes he scores no goals. Uh, What we hope is to get that consistency from Anthony this season. That is ultimately why they traded for Jakob Verana. Jacob Verana was to get someone because he never really found his footing on this Capitals team. So that is what we want. He is a big guy. He's a good skater. He's a, a big frame. You know, if he can put that big frame to use to be a little bit of an intimidator, I know that's not really intrinsically who he is as a player, but he's going to have to play into that as one of his strengths and just keep on scoring those really great goals out there. That is what the Capitals need uh, going forward. Um, and just there, like I say, there were some promising signs out there tonight um, of seeing the power play um, doing well. And it's just what it is, is it's kind of fine tuning uh, the things that you're doing wrong and kind of streamlining it. So they know that they had issues being in the penalty box. So what they're going to have to do between now and Saturday is look at that footage and see what did we do wrong? What can we fix uh, going forward? Because, you know, this Capitals team, doesn't want to start to slide down the standings, especially with the players that are going to be out for a substantial amount of time. In the presser today, when they talked about Connor Brown, you know, they asked Peter Laviolette, how long will he be out? He said long-term. So, I mean, that could be several months. It could be the rest of the season. Um, I guess we really don't know right now. So that player that we got to, to pick it up for Tom Wilson will miss a substantial amount of time. So, it's a really big setback, but hopefully a good opportunity for some of these young capitals out there. All right. So after the break here, we are going to talk about Connor McMichael and Joe Snively making their season debuts and what it means to this team. And despite the loss, how great Darcy Kemper played. We'll talk about that next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about the Capitals that lost tonight. And, uh, you know, it was a a game that we were hoping to pick up. Um, You know, it's a team, the Senators are one. Uh, two and O in the Capitals, uh, or to start the night, were one, two and O. The Capitals were two and two. So, You know, uh, if you take a look at the Senators, my contention, my belief on them is they are a team on the rise. But who made their big debut on of the regular season tonight was Connor McMichael and Joe Snively. And, uh, you know, again, because of some injuries and some other instances with uh, suspension, 
That is how these guys made it out onto the ice. With no Evgeny Kuznetsov and no Connor Brown, Connor McMichael and Joe Snively made their debuts. With McMichael centering the third line and Snively playing on the second line wing, Snively both fought to make a statement and did a few things to make their presence known. McMichael played just eight minutes and 33 seconds, but tied the team lead in blocks three and also had a hit in his first NHL fight. That scrap came with good reason. He was sticking up for teammate John Carlson, who took a huge body check from Parker Kelly. McMichael received a fighting major, but did what he could to stand out and try to ignite a spark. And for the 21-year-old, that's the grit the team wants to see. So good on him for the young guy kind of sticking up that team tougher, the veteran John Carlson. Snively skated to 15 minutes, 16 seconds and this in the second line and helped generate quite a few opportunities while being aggressive on the forecheck and making smart plays. He had two shots on goal and also got time on the power play. So they're getting their looks. You know, one of the things that Peter Laviolette said is we're not going to hide these guys. You know, these are, it's not like what he said is it's not like an 18-year-old and this is his first ever NHL game. These are guys, you know, especially McMichael, who was on the big team all of last year. And Joe Snively spent a good chunk of um, last season on this team until he had that wrist injury. So they are going to see a lot of duty. It's not going to be you know, uh, playing fourth line and, you know, just this really limited play. I do think that, you know, you are for right now, anyway, going to see a lot of Connor McMichael and Joe Snively. Why? Uh, because we're missing some players out there. I know that we'll get Kuznetsov back um, on Saturday, but nonetheless, it's going to be interesting to see who's in the lineup. You know, is it going to be McMichael or Snively or who is going to be in the lineup? But uh, I think it's a good opportunity. If they're not getting the production from the guys on the ice, then, you know, you got to kind of take a look and see what you need to do. You know, you can move around the lines a little bit. Uh, you can adjust the defensive pairings and, you know, switch out goalies, whatever you have to do. Uh, but ultimately, I'm not going to panic over this loss. I just think that the Capitals need to refine their game a little bit. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to debate that, you know, they spent too much time in the penalty box and they got kind of drawn in too much to physical altercations. So those are some of the things that they're going to have to work on. That's okay. Um, I want to concentrate a little bit more on the positivity. I want to concentrate on a great game by Darcy Kemper, and I want to concentrate on the power play uh, that played rather well this evening. So another guy uh, that I'm going to talk about is Darcy Kemper. And, uh, you know, like I said, just because you get a loss doesn't necessarily mean that the goalie played poorly. I think that he played well. And uh, like I spoke of off the top of the show there, he made 39 saves on 42 shots. So ultimately not a lot more that he could have done. And uh, he made the saves that needed to be made. And I think that uh, I give uh, Kemper uh, A plus marks. I'm going to give him A marks. It wasn't it wasn't a win, so I'm not going to put the plus there. But I'm going to give him an A mark for the evening. And he made some really huge saves when he needed to. Despite the defeat, Kemper came up huge in the net for Washington. He stopped 39 of 42 shots against a .929 save percentage and made some big stops on rebounds and other significant scoring chances in front. The 32-year-old seems to be finding his footing and poor coverage on the goals against doesn't fall on him. He kept the Capitals in it until the end. Uh, after four games, Kemper's save percentage at even strength is .918. He is at .902 save percentage right now with a 2-2-0 record through four starts. 
So I'd, I would expect to see him again uh, playing against uh, the Kings because there's going to be, you know, this is Thursday night. So there's going to be a couple days in between unless something happens or the goalie coach or something kind of assesses the situation and says, you know, maybe he needs a rest uh, because ultimately Darcy is not a goalie that, you know, primarily carries the bulk of the mail for any of the teams that he's played on. And I think to a certain extent, that is why they picked up Charlie Lindgren as someone that can play, you know, a lot of minutes, a lot of games. So hopefully, you know, if called upon, he's ready. And I, you know, the thing, the good thing about this team right now is, you know, compared to last season is it was Samsonov and Vanacek and you're like, oh my God, it's one or two. And you don't really know who was worse, you know, last year. They have both had hot and cold stretches there, but I do this year feel confident that, say for some reason Kemper doesn't play Saturday, that Charlie Lindgren will come play the game in net and do a great job. That is the level of confidence as a fan. That is the level of confidence uh, of the players playing in front of them that, you know, the guy in net has my back and he's going to keep us in the game. In both the netminders that the Caps have this season, I have that faith in. Despite the loss tonight, you can really not fault Darcy, you know, for making, you know, you know the Capitals lose this game. If you I mean, and if you don't believe it, watch the game back. He made some huge saves when he needed to. That score could have been much higher for the Ottawa Senators if it had not been for Darcy Kemper in net. So hats off to Darcy for a great game. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of production that they're going to need going forward on this team. But uh, we really hope that, you know, these younger players that are coming in right now, we hope that Joe Snively and Connor McMichael, they kind of come into their own and they find their way on this team because what this team needs right now is stability. You know, I know when you add new players and you kind of mix up the lines, I think that it kind of leaves the players not really knowing what to do. It's kind of foreign to them. Uh, so hopefully they can kind of gel and get some sort of cohesion on the ice uh, so they can pick up some other big wins out there. Because like I say, you don't want to fall down the standings or, you know, it can be, uh, you know, a big uphill to climb right from the beginning of the season. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone bring you the fantasy edge and keep you ahead of the competition with daily updates of news and analysis and advice Monday through Friday, available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. So Caps fans, let's not feel too down about the game tonight. I think that, you know, there's some positivity that you can take away from this and let's concentrate on that. And then the things that didn't go right, they can work on those at practice, watch the film, whatever they have to do. I have faith in LaViolette and the coaching staff that they will figure it out uh, and hopefully pick up a big W against the Kings. All right, once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.